What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. As always, uh, before we start the show, go down, like, and subscribe, and drop a comment of the craziest thing from this weekend or some funny shit. Keep the spirits high. These are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickenwin. I'm Concha, and I'm joined with. Hey, man. You already know. It's your boy, Kev. Tower Vodka. <laughs> Savoy, you feel me? That's how we cover today. And I'm here with the magnificent Ian Bella. Paul, what you drinking on, man? We presidential on this side. And before I get any politician shit in the comments, I didn't even vote, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. No, I didn't even vote. I be forgetting I voted because I didn't vote in the last one, like the governors and shit like that. So you completely forget that you voted in the president one. But it's been funny. Uh. But no, man. But power, man. We got some we got some stuff to talk about, man. But on some serious, man. Well, come on, man. Holla at me. Yeah, we got we're gonna make this, we're gonna address it early so we can just talk football afterwards. But what's bigger than football is people's health and life. Damar Hamlin, routine hit made, then all of a sudden just collapses. Uh, no pulse, couldn't breathe, CPR for nine minutes. I know you've heard of like all the headlines probably by now. He is in stable condition. He is in uh, – they have a feeding tube hooked up, so he's still not in great um, condition. So we'll keep everyone posted with all the updates coming. But do keep Damar Hamlin in your spirits. And, uh, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And I, I, I just got to say this because this is a football podcast, but I know it's not a big deal. But the game has been postponed. It's up in the air. No one really knows if it will be voided or if it'll be played again, because there's not much time in between next week and then playoffs. So, who knows? So, my, when, so definitely prayers up for homie, because that's real shit. Like, bro, really, like, you don't want to speak into existence, but bro definitely was gone for a second. Like, and shout out that medical team that was able to do that. Shout out, this has never happened. I've never seen nothing like this happen before. So, just the fact that, like, people kind of just really were able to just kind of just take it straight to the head and kind of go, like, like, just, just were ready and able to, like, do their job? They say that they do two drills a year at each stadium for this exact scenario on a what if someone's heart stops working. But, like, man, like, they did that shit quick. Like, you know, like, two drills a year at each stadium was, like, one's all the way back in maybe, like, July and another one maybe, like, now. Like, there's you don't really ever work on this. So it's just, like – I was just happy to see like what they worked on. Like, the, I, I mean, we all did fire drills in school. None of us really were fucking prepared for a fire actually breaking out in school. So, like, to see these people actually were prepared was a great thing to see. Nah, definitely, man. So I respect it, and I think the biggest, two biggest things was professionalism. So the fact that they were able to, they were being very, they were sensitive. I think that was a big thing, just being able to not like they didn't keep reshowing the play. Because I had to go to Twitter to see it because I was actually on my way to go watch the game in somebody's house. I made some wings and shit. And by the time I got there, I probably got there maybe two or three minutes after the play happened. It was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. So the professionalism, the fucking ESPN crew doesn't know what, doesn't know what to do in that situation. So the fact that they were able to hold it down and to wait until it's figured out and stuff like that. And then. Also, the leadership from the coaches, like the leadership, just be able to sit down and be like, "Yo, we're not playing this game. We don't give a fuck if it's Monday Night Football." Like, Yo, bro, somebody's like, bro, could have really passed away. Like, nah, bro, we're not going for that. Like, 
Let us take away. Like, who's going to be able to focus on the game right now? And then the insight from the players. I didn't know how big a deal it was to see somebody get carted off the field. The most I've ever seen was, like, literally football, right? And then one time, Gabe got – I want to say Gabe left on um on a stretcher one time when he broke his – um he broke something, maybe leg, ankle, something on it. But I didn't know how big a deal that was and how serious it is to, for um, players, like, to be shook. And I kind of think about – their mortality to sit down and be like whoa that could be me and the craziest thing about it was that it was on a routine play like I didn't feel like there was any malicious or anything crazy like that like it genuinely happened on a regular like a regular tackle and breath and breath fell out so it was just like wow so I think it got handled well we're definitely prayers up for bro and like that shit's real even my little brother texted me about talking about some dang I'm not gonna I was thinking about that play because like that's very – that's some real life shit. Yeah, and uh, on the football side of things, like I said, it's up in the air. We'll keep you posted. Uh, once we'll know, well, we'll let everyone else know. But the game has not been – and it does have big implications for playoffs and all that stuff. So who knows if uh, they're actually going to play. So I've been hearing it might get voided. So we'll see. We'll see, man. Uh, but – now let's move on to some of, the, some of the highlights of this weekend of football. Let's go on to Sunday football slate. Kev, do you have any uh, water games of the week or anything you want to shout out before we break it down? Boy! Shout out, my boy. I had to throw my hater blockers on, you feel me? Because first off, we're going to start off with the have Water Boys and Boys Games of the Week. Not sponsored by Tower Vodka yet. But motherfucking, we going to talk motherfucking my Falcons versus these damn Cardinals. The battle of the dirty birds versus just the broke down birds. We did our thing. I'm not going to, we got a punt block. That's new. I've never seen that before. Tyler Algier scoring. Cordell Algiers a guy. He's a guy. And it's well, we pick him up in like the fourth or sixth round. Like, come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. Al Greer. I mean Cordell Patterson. Angry runs only. Had to stiff somebody on his way in. And then Young Hoku kicking the game winner after Desmond Ritter and the end of offense. And the offense was able to take it down to the floor. I was so proud of them, boy. They killed the clock too. Perfect. They said they had like two minutes left and they're within the 20. And I was like, if they're smart, they'll kill this fucking clock. And then next thing I know, I see the notification. They win by a field goal. I was like, oh, they did it. They fucking, they did it. Young Hoku, man. That's the YouTube's favorite kicker, man. And my boy is living like that. You know, definitely shout out my boys right there. But yo, if you would have paid me any amount of money to tell me what game would suck, I would have told you 18 times out of 18, the Raiders versus the 49ers. But hell no. That game was lit. Motherfucking, you got motherfucking, motherfucking, look, let me take my, you got motherfucking Christian McCaffrey, dog. Brock Purdy, dog. And then on the other side, you got motherfucking, how do you say bro's name? The um, r- the rookie that played for the um, Raiders? Stidham. The crack Stidham. Stidham? 
Stidham, I think it's Stidham, uh, J- Jarrett Stidham, 365 yards, three touchdowns, did throw two interceptions, but, like, I'm going to ever, we look, felt like the locker room would have been dead. I mean, it didn't look like they were dead. Look great. Hitting Devontae Adams, hitting Dan, make, scoring, Darren Wallace scoring touchdowns, and the offense looked better with him. I'm not going to lie to you. Josh Jacobs stood eating. Darren Wilder doing his thing. Devontae Adams offense. What's it called? They didn't give up crazy sacks. I definitely didn't see them boys do that. Again. And against a 49ers defense, like this would have been like this performance would have been great against a normal team, but to do it against the best defense in the NFL doesn't allow any points. Doesn't allow they they didn't let any team score in the second half for weeks. And here they were they put up 17 in the second half. They the neck and neck go to overtime with them. Like I love Derek Carr, but I'm not saying he held them back. But maybe, maybe the GM and the coaches saw something in this guy that we just didn't know yet. I'm not gonna say that yet because I'm a big wait for the film to come out. Once the film comes out, we'll be able to say something. But Jeez. those two games really stood out. But then, hey, shout out my motherfucking dogs of the week, the Steelers. Can motherfucking pick it? Your Kenny fucking pick it. Mm. Don't ever forget that, bro. When Mike Tomlin, after you throw the game-winning touchdown, walk into the fucking bench, and the, your coach, legendary coach, Hall of Fame coach, Mike Tomlin is waiting for you. Not even waiting for you. Coming onto the field, clipboard in hand, riled up, saying, you, you're Kenny fucking Pickett. Like, that's a movie line right there, bro. That that was some real deal movie shit right there. Yeah, that shit was something off the longest yard. No lie, homie. But Great fucking performance. Some boys scoring that last touchdown would be. And I'm not going to lie. That Ravens defense did look decent. But Ken Pickett, George Pickens had a couple great catches. And they were talking about every time. I love how every George catch. Yeah, I love when George Pickens ever has a motherfucking crazy catch. He's got a crazy catch on third down, too. And, like, motherfucking. They was like, what do you see? You should see the shit that he does in practice. Like, if you think this is cool, you should see what he does in practice all day. And I'm like, that's insane. They need to start. Wait, I'm gonna start. They need to give um the Steelers um hard knocks next year. Yeah, I, know I, that, I know that they gave Lamar the, like he could have played, I think, but they didn't let him play because it was like iffy with the injury. I'm hoping that he does play because you need at least one week after injury to get get your feet. You can't just go playoff mode off rip. Like I, I also just the way he's been looking. In the weeks prior before his injury, he wasn't look. This wasn't a team that I felt like would make a deep playoff run. So, like thirteen points, Tyler Huntley didn't look good. J.K. Dobbins had a pretty good day. Mark Andrews had a great day. I know as a fantasy owner who was uh, being afraid of having Mark Andrews in the playoffs because once you draft Mark Andrews, you, you're not having a backup tight end. Like there's no there's no point. So you're kind of if you're in my uh uh. If you're on my fucking side, like I was sitting here with Mark Andrews in the playoffs, like, fuck, I can't even pick up someone on the waiver. Like, maybe I could, but this is Mark Andrews. Like, he's had, like, back-to-back-to-back bad weeks with Huntley. This week, nine catches, 100 yards. Still wasn't enough. I just uh, – and now the Steelers at 8-8, eight and eight, they have the, the, the chance to go above 500 again and the chance of making the playoffs. And it's not – like, all you need is the Dolphins to lose and the Patriots to lose next week, and you win. And now you're in the playoffs. And they would – and they didn't fucking – Mike Tomlin, they went into the playoffs again. But we'll see. With a rookie they, quarterback. 
We'll see. We'll see. So I think I heard something on the sports gambling podcast and they said it the best. Motherfucking this is um Lamar not playing is low key just as good as um a way of showing why he's worthy of the money there is because who are you gonna play? Tyler Huntley next year? And I've still put what I'm gonna say real quick. I've 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 yet to say this tout. Two things. One was whenever uh they fired Matt Rule. I before he even got fired, I said he will be getting fired and he will be coaching for Nebraska. He he, he uh, a couple weeks ago he finalized his contract with Nebraska. He will be the head coach next season. Hey, did you hit all three of your shits? Because you hit on the Jaguars. You're about to hit on the Jaguars and Titans. Now until well, I'm not gonna hit on the Raiders and Derek Carr MVP talk, but though, but the 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 Jaguars take and in that Frank Reich in the middle before he even got fired, so he will be fired and he will be the coaching for Nebraska and will, Nebraska will fire their coach as well. They fired their coach. They now they're hiring Matt Rule. Um, life's looking good on my side with that. But the other tout was I still believe honestly, the Ravens will trade for Justin Fields. I said this. Back in like week four to six range, and I said it's gonna shock the world when they don't pay Lamar Jackson, and I wouldn't be shocked if they send a first round pick or something for Justin Fields because I knew he was an athlete, and don't and the the run that Justin Fields has had this like over a thousand rushing yards. This was before I made that comment was before he was going off for two hundred yards, one hundred and fifty yards. So now that he's showcasing that he can run the Lamar Jackson playbook, probably like just go right into that system. Come talk to me sometime next year. I would not be shocked if he's suing up as a Raven if they don't want to pay Lamar Jackson. That was my original take. Hey, man. Cole Komet. He had Cole Komet looking good. I got Cole Komet on fence. He was looking good decent every other week. Man had 100 so, rushing yards in the first quarter. He didn't do much shit after that. But in the first quarter, he had 100 rushing yards already. Mm. Would you trade Lamar straight up? You probably could, honestly, if you wanted to, if you felt, and you could probably get a first back, like Justin Fields and a first round pick and some other, whatever the fuck, if you know you're not going to come to deal with Lamar, if you know you're not coming to deal with Lamar, at that point, all bets are off the table. You could, you could trade him. Dang, tag him and trade him? That's Tag him and trade him. Tag him and bag him, baby. Do they still? I got. I I got to look into research about contract and shit. But hey, man, that's been Waterboy Games of the Week, not sponsored by Tyler Vodka. Well, we'll jump right into the blowout block right afterwards, and I'm gonna lead the blowout block with the Lions and Bears, where Jared Goff, perfect football. They beat him 41 to 10. This game, it was kind of competitive early. It was like 7-10 in the first. And then the Bears then score again, and the Lions went on a 31-point run. And like Jared Goff, someone's pointed out, I don't think he's thrown an interception in almost two months. Wow. And they're sitting at 8-8. Eight and eight. They potentially could make the playoffs still. They'll find out. They, they control the fate. They, oh, no, they got to they gotta hope um, somebody. Yeah, can. they'll find. So whenever – so they play at 4 o'clock. The game that they have to wait on is at 1 o'clock. So they'll know before they even kick off whether or not they have a shot for the playoffs. Them boys need to play spoiler, man. I want to see them boys piss somebody off real quick. Hey, but I will say this Detroit team, the way that they're scoring all bunch of points, they kind of remind me. Do you, you remember the Eli Manning playoff run 
Which one? Not the first. Uh, I know. Was it the first? Not the time when he had the great defense. There was a year when he had a great defense, and that was the reason why they made it. But the year when he was just torching people, putting up like 30 points. That's what Jared Goff is reminding me of Eli Manning, where you know he's not a great quarterback. But for this last two months, he's just been – every week You uh, he's put up like two or three touchdowns, 250 to 300 yards. And it's – the games they're winning is because of him most of the time and the run game working. But when they lose, it's not because of him. It's because the defense lets up a lot of points or the run game has like 30 total yards. But like Jared Goff has been on this like this crazy run and it's – the Bears, not the Bears, but the Lions have a shot of really making the playoffs right now. And is, are they are they going to be the new look Lions next week? Or the same old Lions? We'll see. Stay tuned. Next game on the blowout block again. I didn't have a shot ever. The Giants is molly whopping the Colts. Nick Foles getting hurt. They put in Sam Ellinger. He scores a late game touchdown to put up ten. But man, like I, I missed. I missed bad when I said the Colts. I thought their defense was going to be able to stop Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes had his career day. And Shaquan, I hit on the under on rushing yards, but it was mostly because they sat everyone in the fourth quarter. Oh, oh. So I I, like I, did, I I lucked out with the under, but they, yeah, the, the Giants, they dumped the Gatorade, literally. They dumped it on the ball, clinched the playoff spot. The ball coach of the year? I want to hear Sirianni has the case. I think it's Sirianni. I said, you, the top two candidates could be in the same conference. I mean, the same division. Nice. But they did that thing. I think it was crazy. Or Doug P. Yeah. I think it was crazy that Kayvon Thibodeau was making those snow angels for that long. Because he had time for like, him to be hurt. I'm called the medical staff out. Them boys make it all the way over there. And you can see it like teammates come up. Yo, 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 get up, get up, get up. Chill, He's bro. Like, the, the teacher's coming, bro. Chill. He's just over here like, no, nah, you just chill. And then it wasn't until like a medical staff like put literally was about to sit on this nigga's face. Pause. <laughs> I was about to have to sit on this nigga's face. Pause again. And then motherfucking... That's when he got up, and I was like, "That's funny as fuck." That was probably the, that was probably the coolest that I seen all week. So that's funny, but I will point out because I actually didn't see that. Um, but when I'm hearing it, it is funny. Uh, but that kind of reminds me of the reason why he didn't go number one mm. was because of the he had a maturity issue. He doesn't um just like wasn't someone you want in your locker room type of mentality. People were saying about him. Like he's uh he's all about himself because he knows he's an extremely great talent. So like I just don't like hopefully it's just him, you know, fucking around. They're blowing out the Colts and it's not like uh like a like you know a red flag of him not still being that mature yet type thing. Because like if your teammates telling you, hey brother, and this motherfucker got to put his ass cheeks on your on your face to get you up off the ground. Now that shit was comedy, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then uh, two more blowouts. Oh, maybe. Oh, no, shit. We might have three more. <laughs> uh, the Jaguars yeah. being the fuck out of the Texans. The Texans just never had a chance in this game. And, like, they weren't up. They Like, this wasn't the Texans that was fighting hard in the Chiefs game and, like, beating uh beating the Titans. Looks like the Texans were okay with their win last week. And they were okay with just getting their uh, just getting their ass beat. Like, it wasn't even like Trevor Lawrence was putting up career. It was, like, the run game, a defensive touchdown, a couple defensive turnover, Like, they were just, just getting mollywhopped. 
Travis Etienne Jr. looks great this fucking game. And I always have to take the time to say that when he does look good because I do be chewing the fuck out of that. But they're so like the, the, the Jaguars are willing to fight and they're going to put that. And this was just a good setup game for next week. Like this next week, it's when to go home. It's when to get in. So them putting that thing on the, um, on the Texans this week was good because they made, like you said, the defense balled out. Got a couple scores. Got a score. Run Keep game the momentum the high. And I was, and it is shocking to think that the Texans played so good all these other weeks. Just look crazy next to a divisional opponent. That's interesting, but maybe the Texans have yet to win a game at home. Both their wins are on the road. Maybe they wanted to keep that streak alive. Maybe they don't like the fans. Boys in Texas. Then our other two blowouts was the Packers blowing out the Vikings, forty-one to seventeen. I mean, honestly, it was like 27 to three up until like in the fourth quarter. That's when the Vikings scored some more points. But this Vikings defense lined up 41 against the Packers, who I know were looking good. But the, like I, I've been saying it a lot, like this is the worst defense in the NFL, and they're going to lose probably first round against the team in the playoffs. Like you have to hope for your offense to be rolling for you to win. And like if Kirk doesn't put up 30, Y'all are never in a chance to win, it looks like. Facts. So, this game hurt my soul because I really took the fucking Vikings. I was like. And it was because of Jay Jettas versus Jair, which is even funnier. Oh, uh, so like. Because then again, if Jair never said that shit, I would take them no problem. So I'm thinking Jay Jettas is going to show his ass something. He showed his ass something. Had a fucking lot. He showed his ass what the locker looked like. <laughs> Put his ass in a fucking locker. I'm telling you. So, this Viking team is interesting to see in the playoffs now. Because I was really thinking that they can make it to their conference championship off of, off of just winning these one-score games. But now, to just know that a, a good team can go fuck them up. Like, a team, that's, a team that knows they can beat them will go in there and fuck them up. So... This is going to be interesting to see how this I think Kirk Cousins, he looked terrible with three interceptions. The only reason why they scored 17 was a late score to KJ Osborne. Like, it's crazy. But the but the Packers are lit, and I think they're really ready to get into the playoffs. And it's interesting to see because, like Aaron Rodgers said, five weeks ago, none of us were saying this shit. We were screaming the Packers are dead. Ty Smith was screaming up. Yeah, Packers I definitely are dead. have that clip of us saying Packers are dead and used it as an intro. Well, so motherfucking, they're not about to make it the playoffs, and now they're going to change the narrative to everybody screaming, hey, the Packers are the team you don't want to see in the playoffs. They're rolling right now. They're hot. I motherfucking bet they are. So, let's go to see. And then I watched it. They did it through leadership, just obviously Aaron Rodgers go on the Pat McAfee show. And sit down and say and scream exactly what everybody did to play their part. Like when just to see the Vikings get a punt block again, that turns into a touchdown. Another week in a row they did that. Special teams balling. And then just to get just to kick it straight to um the returner and that boy take it straight back for a touchdown. That's when I knew the game was over. I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those games. So motherfucking. Shout out, shout out these teams, and let's hope we see what they do in the playoffs. And Packers, the Packers, 
Yeah, no, Packers look really good this game, but don't forget that, like, that is what happened this game was there was a pump block and a special team and a, 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 one of the special teamers taking it back himself. Like, uh, like whenever we're talking maybe this matchup in the playoffs, you can't always bank on a pump block and a special team taking something. Like, those are those are like, those are probably 14 points that you, that's accounted for. Like, you can't always bank on those. Mm-hmm. And then the last blowout was the Chargers taking care of business against the Rams, 31 to 10. Austin Eckler puts up two touchdowns. He even takes like a 72-yard run touchdown, like uh, broke it to the house. Herbert played a clean game. And like the Baker just had one of those days where like 130 yards, 11 of 19. Like it's, it took a couple sacks. Cam Akers had a great day. Like Cam, the run game was working. It's just like Baker, I, I don't know about Baker. Like he, we never said he was good. But I'm even at this point of like I wouldn't – I wouldn't want him because, like, I feel like Baker thinks of himself as a starter, and he's just not a starter. Like, at this point, I think he's just a solid backup. If Baker Mayfield is my backup quarterback, I'm feeling pretty good. And not if I need it for six weeks, but I'm feeling pretty good if if, like, if my Justin Herbert got hurt. I can have Baker come in for two to three weeks real quick. But now, like, if we're we're realizing Baker Mayfield is not a legitimate starter in the NFL. I'm screaming I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan ever since I've seen Baker Mayfield play the first time. So. Do not. In college, though, he was the guy. He was he was telling people, suck it, doing the DX shit on the sideline, fucking uh, going to Ohio State, beating Ohio State, taking the Oklahoma flag and putting it into Ohio State O in the middle of the field after beating them in overtime. Like, he was – he had moxie. He was a fucking guy. He had, like – he. As Mulatto would say, big dick energy. <laughs> Since coming to the NFL, that shit turtlenecked. <laughs> turtlenecked. But I didn't see that. My first game was watching him play against Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs last year. Oh, damn. Because even his rookie year, he came in, he wasn't supposed to start, and he comes in and leads the Browns to like five straight wins and – like uh, in the second half of the season or some shit. Like, you know, like it was like, oh shit, like maybe he was the guy. And so like just the just the downfall of like he's almost like the he because he was the next coming of Johnny Manziel just without the drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this game stood out to me just because Cam Akers had a had a had a touchdown on the sidelines, but he, I want to say he got overthrown a little bit, but it did hit him in the hands. Oh, the drop. Yeah, yeah, that, that that is bad. That was a that that's on camp. I can't even blame Baker for that. And then it was funny because I feel like on the same on this on a, on the other sideline, Mike Williams had the one hand touchdown, and you know your shit is nasty when Sean McVay's looking at you with the one eye like he giving you the rock. I'm telling you, looking at that nigga like. That individual, like, whoa, what did you just do that? Oh, you hey, me. I want him tested. <laughs> I'm calling Roger Goodell today. Like, that shit was crazy. That was a good-ass catch. But that was the biggest thing I took from this game. Besides that, it's a game that really didn't matter too much. Chargers in playoffs. Yeah, Damn, Chargers God. need this win for 
that they'd be secured in the playoffs. Otherwise, they would have been in the same boat as like the Patriots, Dolphins, and everyone else. But enough of the blowouts. On to the close games of the week. The Chiefs beating the Broncos 27-24. to We were big on the Chiefs as beating the fuck out of this team. But a back-to-back time, the Broncos' defense is the reason why this game was close. And back-to-back like time, so, it, it wasn't this enough. Pop, this game didn't pop up over, up over my red zone not once. How the fuck was this game so close, Paul? Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he didn't throw three interceptions like last time, but he threw an interception. They, they, I felt like they abandoned the run game early, which they just do. That's just the Chiefs' memo. They, there's not a team that could, could this be okay with Patrick Mahomes throwing 20 passes. And the Broncos' sec, um, secondary defense is still elite. Like they're still top five in yards allowed per game. Like that's been consistent. Um, the way to beat them is on the ground, but whenever your leading rusher got nine carries for 31 yards and the game is close the whole game, you only run the ball 16 times, like you're just you're just abandoning the run game. And that's why I felt like the game was so close. It was just like you're just doing too much because you got Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Kadarius Tony was kind of cooking for a little bit, but it, it was just a – I feel like an off game for the Chiefs. And their off game was still counted for 27 points. Not bad. Because even Juju didn't get involved. Three targets, two catches. Like, he, like the secondary was able to clamp the guys that needed to clamp. Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 43 yards. He wasn't See, doing those, like them. Those good against you, you have, like, three touchdowns. So nobody notices. <laughs> Yeah, because if you had a Kelsey in fantasy this week, you're hoping for him to put up like a 20 point, which he does consistently. He got you like, if it's point PPR, you got uh, 11 points out of him. If it's not PPR, you got four points out of Kelsey this week. I would look at you like, Pat, come on, but it's a champion. Go home and try this championship tripping. And if they were playing Russell Wilson, like, if this was Broncos of last year, I think they would probably win this game with the way their defense is playing. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. was able to put up points, be consistent. The run game was working well. It's just this year with Russ seems like this team's only gotten worse. If you have Teddy Bridgewater, you're a GM. You have Teddy Bridgewater, right? And, the, and then all of a sudden you trade and pay Russell Wilson all the money in the world just to lose more games the next year? How are you feeling? Oh, most is like suicide. Like, that shit is that's just not funny. But I would definitely be thinking, like, wow, I fucked myself. Like, how does this work? I was so excited. I died. I got the, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. Hopefully, get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that didn't Throw work. out the bags, right? You're tossing money bags out the window. And I said, all right, fuck it. Russell Wilson, say less. Super Bowl experience, say less. All we need is somebody. Because I'm thinking them boys, especially with the running backs that they had at the time, just think all we need is somebody to just hold it down. Somebody that can hold it down and not. We just need a veteran leadership, Super Bowl experience. And they thought they had it with that boy, Russ. They thought they were now, fucking cooking, bro. Now he's probably going to get fired at the end of the season. And um, with Russ, it's like, Someone said it, and it kind of stuck with me. This wasn't my original point, so I can't I can't take uh, uh, ownership. But they said 
the Russ that was winning Super Bowls and was cooking was wearing khakis and a polo t-shirt. But Hollywood Russ that has Team 3 around him and you can't even talk to him unless you talk to his agent first and you're probably not even talking to him. You just get the agent text back. And he's with Sierra and he's like Hollywood Russ in the tuxedo at all times on the red carpet. He just hasn't looked the same. Because even whenever those years, even in those years when he was Hollywood Russ and cooking, it was limited sample size. It would be like four weeks of Russ cooking. And then we would have all these headlines, Russ MVP. Oh, look at the catch DK had. And then it'll be the rest of the year. We just don't talk about Russ no more. Facts. Facts. And it'll be like, why? Because it wasn't a consistent Mr. Unlimited. It was like a, a, a game here or there. A, a fourth quarter drive. So, hey, man. Yeah, I think Hollywood changes people, bro. I think <laughs> Hollywood take another take another one. Hey, hey, man. I be wanting to say something about Russ, but like, he got the bag, and he be going home to Sierra. So I be like, he 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 figured he he's he's winning that life right now. No, no, he's definitely winning life, but it's similar to like a he's similar to like the Clay Thompson post injury. It's like. That's not the same guy. Facts. Next game, Patriots beating the Dolphins 23-21. to 21, Like I told you they would. The fucking Dolphins are not a playoff team. No, nah, I don't know, bro. If we had Tua, I would probably be hopeful. But at this point, I've given up. I like like to start off at 8-3, and three, and now we're sitting at 8-8 eight and eight outside of the playoff. Losing to the vision rival, I will say we covered the best bets plus two and a half. I told you to buy the plus three. It didn't matter. We still we still got it. we still covered. But fucking Teddy Bridgewater throwing the pick six, getting getting stiff armed on the pick six, breaking his finger. That was funny. I'm not gonna lie. I was fucked up, but I was like, damn, that's irony as fuck. And when he seen him fall, it looked like he almost had a concussion. Damn it. And then Skylar Thompson, I, I tweeted it out. I said to all my Dolphin fans, if we need if Skylar Thompson is the starter next week against the Jets and we need to win this game to go into the playoffs, we're not, we're not going to the playoffs. He's still he's a sixth, seventh round pick for a reason. He doesn't look ready. Am I saying he won't be a guy in the future? No. He probably could be a guy. But when I see him play. He, it, it doesn't look good. He it doesn't make the reads. He second guesses himself. He wants to run out of the pocket and make a run for it, but then he doesn't do it. He'll stop before he does that and then try to make a throw, which is, is not as accurate. And he just doesn't seem ready. I'm not, I'm not saying he won't ever be the guy, but he doesn't seem ready right now. And I'm hoping Teddy B can come back with uh, the injury. They're saying he's, he's, he may still be able to play for the game. So I'm hoping he plays. I'm more hopeful if he plays that we'll get the win. But it, it's just hard to be a Dolphins fan right now. We're sitting in the same spot we were last year with Brian Flores and with no receivers. Now we got Waddle and Tyreek and all this stuff. Like, it just doesn't feel good. And to top it all off, I, I, I blamed this one guy. I went back and found – I had to scour the tweets – I scoured them. I found the tweet that pissed me off the most because it pissed me off when he tweeted it. But two weeks ago, 
when we were sitting in the, the playoffs looking good and people were worried, he said, oh, hey, all the Dolphins fans, and he he's verified, a reporter. He's fucking, he, he has a following. He said, like, all the Dolphins fans worried about making the playoffs. Y'all sound so silly. It's more about a clinching issue, about what seed would we rather be in because everyone else who's sitting outside the playoffs right now have almost impossible shots to get in. Fast forward three weeks later, we're outside the playoffs. We're not in. And I'm just like, this dumb motherfucker had to say some stupid shit like that. And now here we are losing three, four straight games. Like, I'm just like, I blame it all on that fucking tweet that said, like, you sound silly for thinking we won't make the playoffs. Ha, ha, ha. What did you see, Kev? Because I know you want to talk about the Dolphins. You want to vouch for us, but it doesn't look good. This game, I think, this game and the next game we're talking about, I'm going to call these the Battle of the Pick Sixes. I think both of these games were really close. And it was funny that we were talking about how the, the Patriots have scored and have scored on defense in, like, the last four or five games. Straight, and yeah. I, I watched them do that shit again. And I'm just like, this is a game of a pick six. Like, that pick six was the biggest moment. Like, when he got – for him to not only – for the pick six to go like that and then him get all – Teddy Bridgewater also get hurt on the pick six, I was like, oh, that's game right there. Like, that's crazy. And I think that was it. I think that was your guys' only mistake downfall for it. I think the defense got – this defense got scored on three times, which was – they weren't bad. They got – they weren't bad, like – you guys gave up the crazy show over the top. You guys, they were just, they got good, good. They got decent field position. They drove it down and they scored. So I'm not mad at you guys' performance and the fact that you guys even got that last touchdown to make the game close. And like the onside kick wasn't even nowhere near a chance. But yeah, I'm not mad at y'all every week. So like, I don't know. I'm the Dolphins. I guess I'm the Dolphins enthusiast. Like, let me know if I got to wear my Dolphins hat. See, my, my issue is our defense didn't play bad. Because there was a pick six before counting for seven of the points, but we're even in this scenario, we're still we're like the fifth worst scoring defense. We we've allowed like twenty five points per game, and it, like it just doesn't seem like you know how I talked about how our offense doesn't do methodical offense. It's all about big plays. It just doesn't look good because like our defense, like Xavier Howard didn't play, but even when he has played, he's looked poor this season. There was a bad pass this um, pass interference. Like, it was a clear-cut pass interference, but it was a, on our DB, and it moved him up into the fucking goal, goal line. And it's just shit like that. I'm just like, this team doesn't look like a playoff team. When Tua's in and we're cooking, we're hitting 80-yard passes, yeah, we look fun and exciting, but unbiasedly, does this team look like a team that can like actually make a run? No. Our defense isn't consistent enough. Not only are they not consistent enough, they, they they allow 25 points per game. Bottom five in NFL. Like this is not like it's like Tua puts up 30 and we're and we're glossing at the fact he has 300 yards and everyone's falling, or we're talking about how we're losing every game. Then our next game, we had the Eagles losing at home to the Saints 10 to 20. No Gardner Minshew. And honestly, for most of the game, it felt like no AJ. I mean, no Jalen Hurts. But for most of the game, it felt like no AJ Brown either. Wait, Gardner Minshew didn't play? No, he did. That's where I fucked up. No, no Jalen Hurts. 
but it also felt like A.J. Brown didn't play just by the fact of how he wasn't involved at all, all game. And But there was that one big 70-yard, like 80-yard touchdown pass. But other than that, it was like I wouldn't have been able to tell you A.J. Brown was in this game. The Saints defense yeah. definitely shut him out. It definitely made um, Minshew's life hell. Got sacked six times. I think uh, them not having Lane Johnson was a big deal. And, it, like, the Eagles, because hope they don't fucking crumble. Because, like, what if Jalen Hurts is – because his injury has been, like, people thought maybe it was a broken, broken collarbone. They said, no, it's not broken. He only missed a week. He's missed back-to-back weeks now. Who knows if he plays next week. So, it's like maybe they're hiding this injury more than they want to. So, I, I – I'm just worried about Philly because they were the most exciting team, a consistent team, almost had an undefeated season, and now we're sitting here like maybe they won't even be the number one seed in the NFC. Damn, that's crazy how that shit works. But that's real life, man. I think Minshew Mania has been very, very quiet, very, very – the fire is very, very cool right now. Yeah, it's like I don't know what's going on with him. And – I think this, like somebody said, that this makes a case for Jalen Hurts to be MVP just off the fact that like, not everybody can come into this offense to do that. You got to be able to be a rushing threat to make this offense go after that and then after that work. But I don't know, Mahomes. Huh, that's facts. But the Eagles just looked like slower. I think the defense didn't play terrible. And I think this, this is a game that came down to that pick six. Like, there was a chance for Minshew to do that, especially after that 70-yard touchdown to um, A.J. Brown. But then he throw the pick six, and after that, it's like you're really playing from behind when you weren't. When yeah, you, you just brought it within the touchdown just to throw it to back to two, two possessions. I think that's the difference between a lot of these close games this week. Like, for example, the Falcons and the Steelers, they kind of scored with the last, with their last drives, and they didn't throw – interception or make turnovers or some crazy mistake versus like a fucking a fucking not like 49 the Dolphins throwing the pick six the Eagles throwing the pick six and then like uh, the I think that's about it and then they just made they made mistakes that you can't get that easy to capitalize on so that's how they got them worse yeah well, Saints are out of it. Eagles are still in it. Next game, Buccaneers clinching their playoffs, beating the Panthers 30-24. to I was wrong picking the Panthers. We both were wrong picking the Panthers here. But I will say, was I not wrong in saying Sam Darnold would have his best day as a Panther? Did he? Oh, oh he did start off 21-10, didn't it? Yeah, it started, that boy had I'll, – I'll read out the stats for you. Sam Darnold ended the game with 341 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Like, 341, three touchdowns, one interception? Like, that. you did better than Patrick Mahomes this week. <laughs> like, I respect I, Like, he had, like, 20-something points in fantasy. And this is, like, he was averaging, like, 12. So, like, like that's the only reason I'm making the tout. I, I did like you were like you thought Carolina's rush would still be able to get by. I was like, well, the reason why I'm going with old Sammy D, he definitely hit the over. The passing prop was set at like like 185. He was Las Vegas thought he would throw 185 yards this week. Nearly doubled it. 
so like I, I will say I was wrong. It was also more of this like the Buccaneers stayed in it again, a fourth quarter push. Tom Brady doing like he he was making passes and looking good all week. I mean all game, but then it was just like they'll stall out at the fifty yard line, and then in the fourth quarter they started they started pushing after the fifty yard line and scoring touchdowns and shit. But Brady four hundred and thirty two yards, three touchdowns. This motherfucker's like forty something years old. Like that's just insane. No, nah, he definitely had a good game, and especially after the way we've all been on the We've all been on his ass, especially me, because fucking. But it was – if I just looked at the Panthers team like they really blew it. They had a chance. But I don't think you deserve a chance to win if you give up three over the shot, over the over the top. No JC, though. No no JC. I was about to get to that, JC. But I understand we didn't – I think when it comes to us as people that predicted, we couldn't have predicted that JC was that big a deal for this team. Because Mike Evans has been shit all season. That was it. When he scored the first one, it was like, yo, this is his first touchdown since week four. He and also he wasn't all shit for the first half of the game. Like, people thought he was balling all games. Like, no, at halftime, like, he had, like, 15 yards. Oh, uh, yeah. But this is showing that, like, this also might be a coaching thing, too, because it's like, they're, it's not really um moving until Brady kind of understands what's going on on field, and then they start move, making. It looks like they start making moves like that. They adapt and shit like that. But before that, there was this Panthers team was fucking them boys up. They, they really he just knew that he had over the top to Tom to um, Mike Evans, and then he knew that um Chris Godwin was gonna be um successful all game. Like after that, he just trusted what he trusted. But besides for that, he didn't have shit to do. So like. It's interesting because the, the coaches, from the coaches' standpoint, like when the coaches do it, like are the coaches not throwing, calling the right plays or the coaches not, the game plan not right? Like there's a lot of shit that comes into it with, with these comeback, come from behind wins every week. Yeah, Mike Evans, 207 yards, three touchdowns. And that like if it wasn't for his having a crazy day, we would be talking about Chris Godwin. Nine catches, 120 yards. Chris Godwin's only 30 yards short of his 1,000 yards. Mike Evans hit 1,000 yards. He's the only – like him and I think Jerry Rice. I don't think it's Jerry Rice, but it's just uh, – it's like Randy Moss has 10 seasons of over 1,000 yards. Jerry Rice has 13, and Mike Evans has nine. But Mike Evans is the only receiver ever to have nine straight. I respect it. You get it. Yeah. I mean – I will say for the, uh, for the Bucks, do you think it's just like – Tom Brady just saying, you know, like, fuck this. Like, because, like, they're losing 10 to 14, and it's the end of the third quarter. Panthers still winning. Panthers defense is still shutting them out at the half, like, at the half mark. Do you think Tom Brady's just looking at Mike Evans and Chris, getting into the huddle, and it's like, this motherfucker just called, like, a power zone run. But, Mike Evans, you're running deep. Chris Godwin, you're doing a post. Like, he's just in there, like, Fuck the like, fuck what's going on because like all their points from three weeks, four weeks in a row is fourth quarter points. It's not like they're playing good ball for the first. It's like I, I almost feel like for three quarters of taking the game plan, they're doing it. But then when the back is against the wall, Michael Jordan in the huddle, fucking all the great ones, LeBron, like fuck with that Nick called. I'm calling this. And I'm because the, the, he said that he got he got in some trouble already for that about how 
uh, are you calling plays that the the coach isn't calling? And he said, no, that's not true. But I'm almost feeling like it is true because it's just like nothing happens till the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, I could see them in the huddle and everything saying like, we're none of that shit's been working. We're going to do what the fuck that we know that's going to work. Mike Evans, you do a slant. Chris Godwin, you do a fucking this. I think there's more leniency. I feel like you can probably – their playbook might be more like he might go into the huddle he might call numbers. Like, for example, like the um the game – there's a game they played – was it not the Falcons? They played somebody and it was close as fuck. And Tom Brady, um, they're at the goal line, and Tom Brady just walks into the, um, into the um, huddle. Talking about some, what you want, babe? And then Mike Evans goes, give me the fade. Hey, give probably, me the fade. Yeah, it was probably giving me. It was probably week four. Oh, I was saying that's probably week four. Is the last touchdown. Yeah, so they were like, "Yeah, give me the fade, give me the fade," and just throws it up to him. So I think it's kind of more similar, like to Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers type relationships, where it's like the quarterback's kind of like a, a general on the field. He's not just somebody that kind of just like a Justin Herbert who kind of just does whatever I'm Justin Stacey says. Like it's more like I'm uh, not fucking Brady. I've been yeah, in this like, situation. And then Todd Bowles is also a defensive-minded coach, so he's more thinking, like, the defense who was turned up and lit that fucking second half as well. Because I think they go as, as the defense goes. When the defense is lit and turned up, them boys is lit. The offense finds a way to turn up. Fact. Well, now Panthers are out of the playoffs. Buccaneers secure playoffs. Buccaneers said they're not going to bench the players next week. They're the only team – I mean, other teams could have did it, but they're the only team that clinched their division – and really didn't matter next week. And they're still not sitting. The thing about them, boys, um, it's crazy when we look back at it because you think, like, we told us that Sam Darnold, who had a great game, and the Panthers were going to beat the Tom Brady and the Bucks in motherfucking a playoff clinching game. And I will say, I was this close to being on this episode touting my ass off on, like, not only did Sam Darnold have his best game, but the Panthers won as a dog. So close. And then we'll try to wrap up these next two games in less than 10 minutes. We got the Commanders beating the Browns. I mean, the Browns beating the Commanders 24 to 10. Carson Wentz, like, on his fifth throw or third or fourth throw. It was early. He throws the interception. He throws another one also. And at one point, the fans in Washington are chanting um, for Heineke. They want Heineke. They do not want Wentz. And it's just Winston's up throwing three total interceptions. Like, this is exactly what we said would happen with Carson Wentz led commanders. And I think we, everyone always thought the Lions were cursed forever. I think the commanders are now going to be the most cursed team. At the moment, definitely. Y'all had Taylor Heineke. This, this goes back to two years ago. Two years ago, playoff game against Tom Brady, who eventually went on and won a Super Bowl. And he kind of won it in a dominating fashion, blew out the Chiefs, beat everyone in the playoffs outside of the Commanders, who were the Washington football team at the time, blows everyone else out of the way. Easy Super Bowl run. Washington came down to the final drive, very close game. Heineke extending for the touchdown to make it close. Like Next year, they sit him for Fitzpatrick. And everyone knows Patrick got hurt. He ends up playing later. But then they don't do shit. This year, they're sitting in the playoffs, driving the seat. They're in driver's seat mode. 
Now they're not even – they're eliminated. They have been eliminated from the playoffs after this loss. And I think they're – like, you had Heineke. This guy was a baller, was a gamer. And every chance y'all had to bench him, y'all did it. And now y'all – and the only time y'all was relevant was when Heineke almost beat the Bucks. And now when y'all was relevant again, when Heineke was on his fucking run this season to even get you where you were at. So now I think the commanders are – they other than the Dan Snyder shit on the off-field, they're cursed. I'll, the commanders are forever dead until they give Taylor Heineke the starting job. No, that ass, he's earned it. Like he sat down and he showed, I mean, you don't want to be losing all game and then kind of want to, and then come back in the fourth quarter every game. But he's earned that spot that he makes. As long as he just doesn't make crazy, stupid mistakes, he deserves that. But that's what this game was to me. This game was, for me, this game was just proof that the Cow, that the, um, Packers were going to beat the Vikings. I wanted to text you, yo, is it too late to text my pick? But I was like, last time I did that, I motherfucking lost. And yeah, I was with the Browns and Ravens. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to do it again. I won't fall for it. So Carson Wentz, I don't want to even check his numbers, but, like, didn't look good. But I get three interceptions, no touchdowns. Then um, with his uh, completion, 16 of 28 for 143 yards. And of course, took that's, three stacks. You know, that's that's high key. That's high key tragic against the Browns. The Browns, who they have Denzel Ward, but they have not been this elite defense this year. And like your take said, the boys put up twenty and they won. <laughs> yeah, and like, and they're just cursed forever. Like you're, you've been a, y'all didn't start wince for those weeks, and then y'all start wince and y'all lose, lose bad to a bad team, and now you're eliminated. You are forever cursed until Tyler Heineke gets a starting job forever. Nice. And then our uh, last game, Seahawks beating the Jets 23-6. to This was fringe blowout b- material because it wasn't really close ever. The Jets only get two field goals in the first half total, and the Seahawks just kind of breeze their way to victory, but on the game, like, Sauce Garner locked up DK, only let him get two catches. But then there was this one play where the Jets fans are like, oh, yeah, Sauce didn't back down. And, like, DK's, like, blocking him, like, fucking, like, manhandling him, like, 10 yards deep. And <laughs> Sauce, is, Sauce is, like, oh, like putting his hand, like, stiff-arming him in, in the, in, uh, in the uh, face mask, like, he is like trying to do his thing, but they're trying to ride that like, yeah, sauce didn't back down. Like, no, nah, bro. Like, it almost reminded me of when Mike Evans manhandled the uh, Bengals fucking DB. Like, he just moved it. He was a child, like fucking 10, 15 yards back. No, it's just crazy. And that's a big ass nigga. <laughs> I got even mad at him. But the Jets eliminated. They're out of the playoffs with this loss. Seahawks are sitting in the playoffs with this win. And if they win next week against the Rams, it doesn't matter about the Lions and Packers. Seattle is in their own destiny now with this win. We'll see, man. This is actually interesting. This is this is all I wanted for the motherfucking um for the um, last week of football. Just a bunch of controversy. A bunch of this motherfucker loses. This motherfucker loses. And, like, if the Steelers finesse their way in, that should be funny as fuck. Yeah, and as a Dolphin fan, if we don't make it, I I just hope the Steelers make it. 
because that would be this wonderful cherry on the top for Mike Tomlin and the boys. I would be damned if the fucking Patriots make it. Hit them with the Mike McDaniels with the swag. And uh, Geno Smith didn't look bad. Scored on the opening drive. Looked pretty good. Kenneth Walker looked good. Jets defenses didn't look as good as they always do. Mike White, people, I think I I have to reel myself back because I did. Get, I don't remember my Zach comments on previous episodes. I know I was pro Mike White over Zach Wilson heavy. Still am, but he's not a guy. I would put Mike White under Baker Mayfield. He's just not. He's not good either. But I do think he's better than Zach Wilson. Like I, I want to make sure that my take is very understood that like no I do not think Mike White is a great quarterback or a good quarterback I just think he's better than Zach Wilson I respect him to the fullest man but that's all the games dog that's all the games time to wrap it up Kev okay so I need you to make sure y'all go ahead and pray for my what's his name one more time Hamlin Tamar Hamlin number three or number five yeah definitely I might be number three I seen them. I seen them boys post the number threes and stuff. Okay, it might be three. I I'm sorry, I do not know off the top of my head. I have been drinking. It's either three or five. Definitely pray for that boy. Keep him in your prayers. I mean that man. Keep him in your prayers. And anybody that was shook up by that, I'm really hoping that y'all, 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 y'all I'm really hoping for the best for everybody because that was a big deal. So on the on a on a real on a mellow note, man. This has been a Totally Blitz podcast, man. I hope everybody's safe, man. It's a new year. It's the first first one of the new year, man. Let's continue growing. Let's continue eating. Let's continue striving for greatness, man. Paul, before we go, man, you got 30 seconds, bro. What's your biggest New Year's resolution, man? My New Year's resolution, my biggest one is just losing some of my weight. That's about it. Just give myself just losing some weight, getting back into the gym life, just getting back more active. And I think anybody, even if you're already skinny, you never know like what, what will happen. So just not even you don't have to get back and get into shape. Just just walk on the treadmill. And do to start getting active. And hit me, man, if you need any nutrition plans or um, um workout routines and stuff like that. That's just, I'm trying to get better with that. I shit got the nutrition plan a lot. It's just a couple of shots of this, and then to go go to your local gym. Okay, I want to see how this goes. They're probably going to be nice to junk your fist. And for me, it's to stay focused, man. Stay focused, take myself really serious, and start game planning. Start the gym, make sure I'm sticking to the agenda, trying to come early to shit. That's going to be tough, but figuring it out, man. But on a, on a new year, on a new year, on the same, on the same, no longer got no bullshit. We're only going on, we're only on our goat shit this year. So now, this has been a Totally Bliss podcast, man. And we don't mind telling you and everybody that you meet in the new year that you was a Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got two